Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Sanctuary. Week one is almost in the books, just Monday Night Football to go, but it's never too early to start reviewing. So we're going to dive into some dynasty risers and fallers. So we'll start at the top. We'll start positive. My top five dynasty risers are on the screen right here. We'll start at number one, Luke Musgrove. Um, only eight fantasy points, not an exactly eye-opening number of points, but as a rookie tight end in your debut game, that's reliable. He was also on the field for all but four passing plays. I was kind of low on Luke Musgrave coming out. I was a little bit nervous that he'd never really done it or shown it in college. He was just always injured. But the preseason hype's real. He is likely a plug-and-play tight end moving forward right now, and that's only going to improve as we get on into future years. I don't think I'd quite pay a second-round pick for him in your standard dynasty. I'd probably pay a, a second in a tight end premium, but that's about where we're at right now. The second one, probably the biggest name you're going to be hearing all about all week from everyone telling you to go and grab him off your waiver wires. It's Puka. Another player I was slightly skeptical about coming out. Physical, good blocker, but I was a little bit worried about that route running ability translating to the NFL. I don't think he's quite in that week-to-week -week flex conversation yet. I think certainly when Cooper Cup comes back, we're going to see that target share start to reduce. Um, but let's be honest, that, that performance was notable. He was on the field for 63 out of 81 offensive plays for the Rams and saw a quite staggering 42.9% targets per route run. That's the same number as Tyreek Hill. Uh, he scored 21.9 fantasy points, and that's enough for people to literally start standing up and listening. Um, I'd still say he's worth less than a second. Um, if you can sell him for a second right now, it's probably a move I'd be doing. But I think, honestly, with the hype, you can maybe sell him a little bit more. The next guy I want to talk about, Zay Flowers. Now, I loved Zay Flowers coming out. I thought he was a movable chess piece. I thought he was a fantastic route runner. Well, he stepped on the field and immediately looked like he belonged. Um, number two on the team in snaps and routes at wide receiver, only behind Odell Beckham. Uh, he saw 10 targets on only 28 routes. He also got two carries on jet sweeps. And I think the Ravens showed that they're going to try and get the ball in his hands as often as they can in inventive ways. He looks like he's going to be the focal point of this offense moving forward. The more, I guess, interesting thing is that with J.K. Dobbins' injury, I wonder if the Ravens go even more pass happy moving forward and it could be more targets floating around for, say, Flowers. Um, but still, 17.7 fantasy points on your debut as a rookie. It's phenomenal stuff. He's now top 24 wide receiver for me in my dynasty ranks. So, yeah, lo love Zay Flowers. Uh, really excited about him going forward. The next big riser, um, Kyron Williams. And I'll be honest, I take my hat off to Tom. He was banging the drum for Kyron Williams all left season. Um, I thought he had a chance to maybe carve out a role as kind of a situational pass catching back, but I didn't expect him to be the lead back. Yes, I said the lead back. Um, whilst Cam Akers still had a decent amount of carries, if you go and look at it, Kyron Williams outsnapped Akers 53 to 28. Kyron Williams ran 29 routes to Akers 4. Um, and at the end of the third quarter, Kyron Williams had 11 carries to Akers' 10. It was only in the fourth quarter when the Rams were trying to kill some clock that, uh, that Cam Akers got the run. Some people may be looking at uh, his fantasy stat line, see those two rushing touchdowns and think it was an average day he, he just scored and, and that's fluky. Um, 
But I think that there's definitely a role for him moving forward. And I think he's potentially the 1A in this backfield to Agus's 1B. Um, again, as same as Nakua and Musgrave, I don't think he's quite entered that point where I'd pay a second for him. Um, but another couple of weeks where he's getting the lion's share of the work, he could absolutely get there very quickly. And then my final riser, Jordan Love. I'll be honest, he looked every part of the franchise QB. He was calm in the pocket, excellent pocket mobility, uh, spread the ball around well despite injuries to obviously Christian um, Watson, who didn't play, and then Romeo Dubs, who was on a slight pitch camp. Um, looking like he's established himself as a long-term starter in the league. To me, that was my one question was I thought the fancy production was always going to be there. I just wasn't 100% sure if he was a long-term starter. That question's now been answered. He's a top 24 QB in basically any format, and he could easily climb that list if he continues to impress. Only a little bit of rushing upside, which is a little bit of disappointment, but hopefully he can tap into that side of the game a little bit more. Uh, he's entered that world now where in Superflex leagues, he's absolutely worth a first-round pick. We've been positive. Now time to be negative. The biggest fallers in Dynasty. Uh, so Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, so whilst the seven targets, 7.3 fantasy points may seem okay, it's the underlying numbers that are concerning. Yes, he had an okay fantasy day, but he did not see the field in any 11 personnel snaps. He was playing behind Kendrick Bourne, Keishon Butte, and Demario Douglas in those per personnel packages. Uh, he only played 27 snaps, almost exclusively out of 11, uh, out of 12 and 21 personnel. He basically was outsnapped by sixth round rookie Keishon Butte, which is, yeah, not what you want for a high price free agent. Uh, I'm seriously concerned about Juju. Obviously, we had the news a couple of weeks ago about his knee is ready to explode. Uh, if you can sell for any first right now, I'd absolutely smash that. But um, yeah, if you can get a second, even, even a second plus, um, I'd probably be considering selling for that as well. Because, yeah, this trend is not something I expect to improve over the coming weeks. Uh, the next guy, Christian Kirk. Tom and I talked about the concern in the preseason when he didn't see the field in two receiver sets. That continued in week one. Uh, he played one snap in uh, in two wide receiver set, and that was when Calvin Ridley was getting a, a breather on the sideline. Kirk is purely a slot-only player now, uh, and as such, it, it significantly reduces his upside. I'd probably be selling for a second and a third, but honestly, I think you can still get two seconds. Um, I'm really concerned. Yes, he will have some spike weeks. I think this offense is going to be phenomenal. And I think that there's going to be enough production that he can have some good weeks. But I don't think you can reliably plug him into your fantasy lineup on a week to week basis just because there's a chance that he could be a 60% snap guy moving forward. Another guy that I think you need to be concerned about, uh, despite the box score numbers, Cam Akers, basically, you can reverse everything I said about Kyron Williams. It, it wasn't even that Cam Akers was the 1A. He was the clear 1B. Yes, the raw volume was there, and, and you can probably sell high off the fact that he got a good amount of carries. But if you dive into it, it's really, really alarming. Uh, he also wasn't getting any work in the passing game. He didn't get the goal line work, so he's not getting those high-value touches. Uh, so basically, Cam Akers is like a volume-based RB3, 4. Um, not a guy I can feel comfortable on my dynasty roster moving forward. The final guy, Najee Harris. Um, look, the, the, the Steelers were, were woeful. You know, the, the 49ers are probably one of the best defences in the league. I get that they were bad. But 
I just don't think that Najee Harris can be considered a workhorse. He didn't get the volume in this game. Jalen Warren pretty much split it 50-50 with him. And I just think that we're now in a, you know, he's not explosive. He's not a player that can score a touchdown from anywhere. He was purely reliant on that volume. He's now in a role that we're seeing a potential, you know, 50-50 at best, 60-40 split with Jalen Warren. I just don't think there's any upside there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm seriously concerned about Najee Harris moving forward. And then the final fuller, I feel absolutely awful doing this um, because I love the player. I thought he was a fantastic option to, you know, anchor your dynasty rosters this year. Uh, it's J.K. Dobbins. I feel for him so much. He worked so hard to come back from the ACL and MCL tear. And then fairly innocuous challenge, just, you know, a little tackle down the sideline, got up, walked off, didn't really seem, I thought maybe an ankle sprain, but no, he's torn his Achilles. Um, He's probably his fantasy relevant career over now. Uh, The history of running backs with Achilles tears is is pretty woeful, see Cam Akers. Um, And I just, I'm concerned he's a free agent at the end of the year. I don't know any team is going to invest in him heavily coming off that. Achilles tear, and that's normally the point where people tend to drift out of the league. They'll probably get assigned or added to a, a roster for training camp next year. Maybe the Ravens bring him back, but I don't think any team can really bank on him being the starting running back going into next year, at which point he's probably going to be at best a number two. And I just don't think that holds much value for a guy coming off an Achilles. So I'd happily sell for. Probably a third is about where his value is now. Um, maybe you can get a second for somebody that's still high on the talent. Um, but yeah, it feels awful doing it. But J.K. Dobbins, a big fooler. Did I miss anyone? Are there any risers, foolers that you think that I've missed that you want to let us know about in the comments below? Also, while you're there, hit the thumbs up, hit that like button, hit the subscribe. Hey, and if you like it, hit the join. You get even more fancy content as a member.